Oh, what is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Crossing Broadcast. Thank you for coming today. Uh, we have a great episode for you to, today. We'll talk to you about should Joel Embiid have played. We'll talk to you about the potentially leaked uh, jerseys of the Phillies, which I think is basically almost confirmed. It looks exactly like the City Connect designs would be. And then for all, excuse me, our Bachelor Nation fans out there, we've got Lauren from Philly, a girl who made an iconic appearance coming out of that limo, shout, shotgunning the beer with the other guy from Philly, Joey, who uh, she only uh, was on the uh, the show for for two episodes. Um, went out like a blaze of glory. You love to see it. MVPs, you know, not really uh, living up to the hype all the time. So tune in now. Let's bring in Coggin, uh, the Coggin Toboggan. How you doing, buddy? Thanks for coming on. Appreciate What's up, you. Kyle? Been, been far too long to jump on the CB broadcast. That is true. I appreciate you coming on because we have a lot to talk about, especially, I don't know if you, uh, I know you're, you're, uh, did you stay up for the game last night? I watched like the first quarter of the game. And I think I dropped in our slack that it was just like, it, it was just painful to watch Embiid try to play in that game. It was so like a deer I, that got hit by a car trying to then take its carcass body over to the side of 76. Like, that's how sad it was. The moment that he tried to jump for a block to try to load up for a block was just like, and then just collapsed, basically, was just, it was, it, it is hard to watch, man. It was very, very hard to watch. So it, it's, it's a bummer. It, it's an absolute bummer. I, I don't like that he succumbed to, Twitter and social media okay. idiots. I want to stop you there. Yeah. Do you think that's what it is? Do you think that so I'll give you a couple couple questions. Do you think everybody in the Denver media questioning his character, everybody in um on social media questioning him playing against uh Jokic, do you think that that had his decision to to play yesterday or factored in? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's only it's only human nature, right? That you hear all this chatter about, oh, you're ducking Jokic, you're ducking Jokic, you're not, you know, you're soft, you don't play back to backs, blah 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 blah. Like it's only human nature that you're like, I am going to absolutely play this game. I'm going to show everybody wrong and or prove everybody wrong. Excuse me. And it was just so clear that he was not right. I'm more surprised that the team let him play That's and the they let him hobble around on one yeah. leg. It just, you could obviously tell it just wasn't right. It's just take it's the off. dog out to the woodshed and put him out. Of, or sorry. I, I like dogs. Take the cat out to the woodshed and put it out of its misery. It was just, it, it, it was, uh, I don't know, man. It, it was just, it was hard to watch. I I'm a huge MB guy, I, I stick up for him. I think when he's gone, people in this town are going to realize what they missed this whole for his entire career. Um, you know, all you hear is the second round losses. He's a regular season warrior, fades in the playoffs. I mean, to an extent, yeah, that's true. It is, but it's like when he's gone, and we're wondering, well, why? Why are the Sixers only winning? 43 games a year you know why is maxi not as effective it's like well you don't have the mvp caliber center on your team anymore because he's hurt or we ran him out of town or whatever it's just i i i, I don't understand all the hate that he gets i just don't i i really don't get it and it, it's it's funny i was actually watching um pros versus joes the other day Okay. Um, those those clips have kind of resurfaced. Do you remember those that show back in the day, right? When a bunch of like I, washed up pros would come out that is, on Spike TV. That is like one of several go to hungover shows I would watch on like okay. Saturday and Sundays. Yeah, that was a classic. Cla they'd be on Spike, Spike TV, for like six yeah. hours. Spike Spike TV had the Japanese show that I forget off the top of my head. Most Extreme Elimination Challenge Most MXC, elimination. which was unbelievable. Bar Rescue, which is a great hungover mm -hmm. show. Pros versus Joe's, which is a great hungover show. And then they had uh -huh. Yellowstone for a little bit when you had your Sunday scaries, and then you had Rip to go throw somebody off a cliff and everything. And you're like, all right, I'm back, baby. I'm ready for Monday. I'm ready to attack the day. Um, but I was Do watching we, Pros versus or, Joe's. Yeah, I was going to say. What, oh, sorry. Go, go in, and then I'll ask my question of you. 
Um, I was watching pros versus Joe's and I think now with like social media and everything and how much people have opinions on everything. And I'm really bad at this because I don't like to analyze athletes because I, I, I played D three basketball. I quit eighth grade baseball because I was scared of the ball. Um, so like I, I, I never really, um, had any really, uh, a lot of achievements in the, uh, in the sports, uh, world. I, you know, talking into a mic for a living. Um, so I kind of, I kind of struggle with that part but like this would be the perfect time for for spike or paramount tv or whatever the hell it's called now to re-energize pros versus joes and bring it back because there are there are more douchebags now talking sports and thinking they could they could go one-on-one with like joel Embiid or or jokic uh than there have ever been in the history of social media or media in general a hundred percent. I mean, you remember those videos a couple years ago where like Brian Scalabrini would play yeah. random guys in like pickup games and just absolutely destroy them. And he had the classic, uh, the classic quote of like, I'm closer to LeBron than you are to me. So yeah, yeah I mean, pros versus Joe's, that'd be a good, that would be a good reboot right now. I, I think uh, with all everything social media based right now, mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. think that it would people do people need some hum, people need humbling more today oh. than they ever do like before that. social media. Um, like, and like every 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 person that you know criticizes Embiid or or Jalen Hurts or whomever, nine times out of ten, you look at like their profile picture on Twitter, and they're like someone that would collapse after running twenty yards. It's like it's you, just, and it's, you're really good at going at people on social media about that. You're not a, you're not afraid to make fun of the fats. I like that about you. Well, it's just you got to have like like I said, there's way too much. You're you're able to get away with way too much on social media, where it's like, oh, he's soft. Oh, he's he's this paper champion. It's like he's one of the best we're ever going to see do this. He's mm-hmm. you could argue that he's the best person, the best athlete to ever put on a 76ers uniform. I mean, you yeah. could go back to like uh, Will Chamberlain. Or, yeah, Will well, Chamberlain. Who, yeah. I mean, he he's he's on that list that you could argue. And then you know you have a hundred people saying, "Oh, he doesn't win anything. Oh, he stinks." Blah 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 blah. I I don't I don't get it. I I just I it it bothers me. And when he's gone, and we're wondering what the fuck happened to this town or this team and this franchise. You get what you hope for, you know, like he's going to be another guy that we didn't that we didn't um, respect enough when he was here. And then we're only going to sort of realize how good he was and what he meant to this team when he's gone. That's just my it, opinion. On the whole uh, we brought up a comment from Connor Ford is cooking right now. Ford is actually not in the show. I don't know if you know anything about Ford, um, <laughs> but people are kind of thinking that you're Ford now, Coggin, because he has not commented once. And usually we're about nine minutes into the show. He's probably averaging about a hundred comments right now. And this is actually his victory lap um, <laughs> because his, his victory lap would be, I told you so and beat is soft and beat is a pussy. He always gets hurt. He'll never be anything. Like he is, he's the mad Mike clip from three or four years ago uh, that have been that's been going viral every couple of years when uh, Embiid does something really good. I guess you are you are you're never going to beat these allegations. You're Ford, apparently. Although uh, you know, no, not apparently. I, I'm now. I like like the commenters yeah. are 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 now uh, pitting me against you. And I got to side with the commenters on this one. Well, I have been on the show when Ford, because I do know Ford. I've seen him in the comments when I have been on the show before. We'll have to check the tapes. Well, I mean, usually when you're on the show, Cog, Mm -hmm. there's another guy on the show with you, right? Usually we're a three-man set, sometimes a four-man set. I don't know if we've Mm -hmm. ever just been a two-man set. So once again... I think the commenters might be right. You might be Ford. It's nice to meet you, Ford. True. It's uh, it, it's 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 Colangelo and the burner all over again. Thank you, Nat. I, I appreciate that comment, Nat. Very nice. Uh, so going back to the whole like Embiid stuff. That's how pretty much good. Are, Bumpy uh, Jonas. Much, that's a good. That's a good comment. I like that you, one. Uh, how much do you you place on like the franchise because? Yeah, he has a say in whether he plays or not. Of course, he's your franchise player, but like, who's going to be the adult in the room? Hey, man, I've got like a medical degree. I'm a doctor. How about you sit your ass down and shut the fuck up? All right, like, like we need you to get to the playoffs. Chris Haynes yesterday was saying during the game that um, 
that uh, his two goals coming into the season were to be the best player in the world and to be healthy going into the playoffs. So obviously he realizes that he needs to be healthy going into the playoffs. Then he later reported that the 65-game threshold, which is the dumbest rule I think the NBA has put out in in, in, in yeah. recent memory, um, he put out that the 65-game threshold doesn't have any bearing on him whether he plays or not, which I was surprised. Once again, why the fuck is he playing then? And then after the, after the game, uh, Nick Nurse tells uh, um, Malika Andrews' um, sister uh, that this was an injury totally separate from the one that was keeping him out. So now you look at that and you're like, this, this, does he have a malpractice lawsuit on his hands? <laughs> this is insane <laughs> that they let this guy, they trotted this guy out there. The whole thing is weird. Just in, you know, if, if there's any blame that goes into any of this, I mean, you have to kind of look towards the franchise. And for one, going back to the Denver game where they put him in the position of having all of this criticism because one, He's obviously injured. Um, he wasn't listed on the injury report. And then when the trainers, you know, a lot of people thought that it was bullshit that the trainers said, oh, we didn't like how he looked when he was warming up. And, you know, when he was jumping and shooting, we could tell something was off. And a lot of people said, oh, that's nonsense. He, he just doesn't want to play in Denver. But then you saw last night that he couldn't run. He was playing on one leg. It was so clearly obvious that something was bothering him. And for the franchise and for the team not to put him on the injury list last week. Well, apparently just, that was his that was apparently his decision. I mean, that's coming from Ramona Shelburne, yes. which Ramona Shelburne is basically the mouthpiece of Joel Embiid's camp. So maybe that's him maybe that's him helping the Sixers. I don't know. Maybe that's trying to get some heat off the investigation, but I, we gotta go off of what we reported. Maybe it's bullshit, but apparently he said he didn't want to be on the injured list because once again, he's listening to the trolls on social media. Like the fact that like like Jokic lover 69 is getting in our MVP's head is kind of crazy when you think about it. It is. I mean, there is an argument to be made that maybe he is listening too much to the noise um, for a guy that, you know, says, you know, you saw him egging the crowd on in Denver to boo him and, and, and yell at him like, okay, you do that. But then, you know, if this is true that his, you know, actions and his opinions are being influenced by social media, it's like you can't really have it both ways. You can't be doing the, oh, I love it. I love when people get mad at me, blah, blah, blah. And then risk the rest of the season by playing in some meaningless game in January on one leg. You know, mm -hmm. it, it doesn't – that definitely warrants some criticism. It's the Nick Sirianni model where it was like you want to be cocky and you want to tell Chiefs fans to go fuck themselves, and then you want to apparently just be on the sideline and not, uh, you know, cocky anymore. Like that, you're just – in my opinion, you kind of – you kind of sound like a fraud. You're exactly right. You can't have mm. it both ways. You can't be the guy who says he doesn't care about what people think. And you also can't be the guy who um, who cares about uh, social mm. media. Oh, uh, Ford has checked in. Um, I, know. I, I called somebody and I said, get in the chat yeah. right now as Ford. Let's prove them wrong that I'm not really Ford. And One of your seven go. brothers is now yeah. on your YouTube. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> It's just I, the whole I just just everything about this Embiid stuff just drives me just crazy. Well, the organization as a whole, like we defend these guys so much all the time. And then this this plays out like this. And it's just like it, you just go back to the well of being like, you know, you want to fight with guys online and be like, nah, you're wrong. Joel Embiid is one of the most dominant players in the world. Mm -hmm. Blah blah blah. Then this happens. And it's just like, damn, I just wasted like precious seconds of my life that I just will never ever get back fighting for some guy who doesn't even know who I am. Yeah. I, let me ask you a question. Yeah. And I was thinking about this today as I'm seeing so much love for a guy like Reese Hoskins who mm -hmm. leaves Philadelphia. Who batted 192, 179 in the World Series. Exactly. I think it was. What is that? Is that just hypocrisy from the fan base? We love losers. It, we love losers. We love just losers. Like, yeah, he didn't. He had he had a moment. He had the bike spat moment, uh, yeah. or the bat moment. spike moment. Awesome, fantastic moment. Awesome. awesome. Gonna remember it forever. Mm -hmm. I'm also gonna remember the 129 in the World Series when he was a number two hitter, and their number two hitter won the World Series MVP. Exactly. Like, I wish we haven't had Tim on the show yet. I, I it's actually kind of a malpractice that I haven't had Tim on the show to take his victory lap with the whole Reese Hoskins things. But it goes back to T.J. McConnell. It goes back to like Stuart Bradley. 
Mm-hmm. We love the underdog white guy, the white guy who's just like not that great. I mean, Nick Foles before he won the Super Bowl, that we would that it would have been a laughing stock. Really. Exactly. And then so we're we're, you know, for the last week, it almost seems like Reese Hoskins was dead. Just from like the amount of pray like it was like, I'll never forget you, Reese Hoskins. It's like he's very much alive. I mean, maybe his career very much forgettable. Yeah, he's going to Milwaukee. I mean, maybe it is dead now that you're going well, he'll to be, Oh, you'll forget about him. You'll forget about Reese Hoskins in Milwaukee. He's gone. I mean, like he's a great guy. Does yeah. so much for the community, like a plus dude. But like he was a frustrating player. And I and I hate that these people now people are doing revisionist history where it's like, man, the Phillies really missed him last last year. It's like, did they? Yeah, I, I mean, guess their MVP, their MVP filled in at first base. Like, OK, maybe yeah. they missed him for the first like couple months of of the uh of the season but like we're you know take take a page out of doc rivers's playbook we're not going on a reese hoskins victory tour did they miss him in the locker room i think they did miss him in the locker room. i think yeah. he's a great locker room guy but you have schwarbs for that mm-hmm. um who's also a great locker room guy you got other guys you know harbor doesn't love to talk as much trey turner doesn't love to talk as much i think he's uh i mean it didn't hurt that his wife bought 100 beers too yeah that was, i mean that was an all-time move his presence would have hurt I mean, you could even make the argument that his presence would have created more of a log jam for the Phillies to deal with. Sure. When Harper came back, you would have had to DH Harper pretty much the entire season because Harper was playing nowhere else in the field other than first base. He couldn't play and the Where does Marsh go? Where does Schwarbs go? Where does Castellanos mm-hmm. go? Like Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So it's like, look, I, that's just oh, something that I was thinking about today. We're just like, everyone loves Hoskins. Everyone's bemoaning that he's gone. And then you have a guy like Embiid who's won an MVP and who could be one of, you know, when all said and done, one of the 10 greatest Philadelphia athletes of all time. You could really make that argument, but, you know, he's never going to get his due because he gets hurt all, you know, he he's, he's soft and, you know, he doesn't show up in big moments and he ducks people. Like, it's just, it, the whole thing is, I hope no, he never plays it. ever again in Denver. Yeah, you do? No, oh, okay. Let's fuck him. Yeah, it, well, bye-bye. Do you think – so? No, no, I meant think, in Denver. I meant in Denver. I oh, hope he never plays okay. again in Denver. No, I thought you were – I thought so you were – uh, I'm Ford. I'm taking over your role right now. I'm being Very Ford. good. Very um, good. Um, so what do you think the – what do you think the team is going to do? They have to do something, right? They have to sit him down. I think you got to shut him down. Right? What does – it's it's uh, It's January. When mm-hmm. do you start caring about the NBA? Yeah. After the All-Star until, break, March, maybe yeah. after March Madness. Like, this is the thing. This is going back to baseball. This is the thing that's going to suck for the Philly season. I'm going to love the first 25 to 40 games. And then every little move that that Rob Thompson makes is going to be scrutinized. It's going to be over-scrutinized. When you could just look at this team and be like, they're a $250 million, $300 million ball club. That's probably going to get back to the NLCS again. Hopefully, uh, that yeah. hopefully gets back to the World Series. That is unfortunately in one of the toughest divisions in all of sports. So it's like we're gonna we're gonna scrutinize every single move. And by the time 162 comes around, we're gonna be fucking exhausted. And by the time the playoffs come around, this is a totally different team. This team is is vibes, it's friendship, it's 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 locker room stuff. Like this team will go up to, I don't know, they'll go name a shitty friend. They'll go to Oakland, they'll drop three, yeah. and then they'll play the Baltimore Orioles and they'll sweep them. Like, this team mm-hmm. doesn't make any sense. There's no reason to overanalyze everything. Like, just let them be. But, you know, you, you, you can't say that because we're fans. You know, we're fans. We, we look at the, look at the uh, potential Philadelphia Phillies uh, City Connect uh, jersey leaks uh, that came out today. People <laughs> lost their fucking mind for a jersey that they're going to wear Maybe twice, <laughs> three times, but you know what? I don't blame them. I mean, people, people are fans at the end of the day. I think it's uh, short for fanatics and stuff, and they and they care. They care about their players. They care about their teams. Some of them, it's all they have, and they care about their jerseys. It's like a badge of honor to wear it and everything. What do you think of the City Connect jerseys? They're fine. Uh, yeah. It's just odd colors. I mean, I don't. Who are those? Who are the jerseys for? Let me ask you that question. Who who is like looking at these and they're like, I gotta get one of those. Uh, Cog, I would say that I would agree with you if I didn't still see the the Frankfurt Yellow Jacket jerseys on some guys in the lots. Like, there's those still play. Like, I actually don't hate this jersey. I think it looks like a beer league softball jersey, but yeah. I like beer league softball, so I might have good memories from that. 
I don't like how they went down the middle of the eye. I don't understand why they would they they could have just went you know it would have been looking pretty nice. P H I L L Y. It's 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 pretty. Um, but for a buck seventy five, like uh, you're you're basically buying that jersey for a lifetime of people coming up to you and being like, what is that? Like that's what you're that's what you're getting for your one hundred and seventy five dollars. That looks like an Iron Pigs jersey. Like like that would be on um, Benjamin Franklin Day. I feel like these yeah, uniforms would be sold on a street corner across from Citizens <laughs> Bank Park next to the pretzel and overpriced bottles of water. I like how the guy uses hashtags in there Very or nice. his, uh, emojis in there. Um, the font's weird on it too. Like the font is interesting. Is a, of the Philly is it lightning after Ben Franklin? I saw people say that. Um, yeah, that's actually good. That's a good point. It could be. They're tr- trying to jam too much. I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I, no, it's no, fine. No, I'm not going to lose my mind dude, about you it. Lose, dude, lose your fucking mind. Who cares? I'll lose my mind about the Embiid hate, but not on the stupid okay. Philly Connect jerseys. That how are they? How are they going to wear them? For how many games are going to they going to wear? Them I think for? they do like two of them. Honestly, wow. Okay. Unless unless teams like them, and then they just trot them out like the Sixers, and they wear them all the time. It's not going to be like the Sixers, man. The Sixers yeah. they wear those. They wear those Reading Terminal jerseys. It feels like every other home game. Yeah, um, and the the patch looks like it could almost say "loot" too. L U T E. Well, I mean that would be on brand for Philadelphia too. Why not? Yeah, uh, Nat's correct. It does it does look like a Union jersey as well. Yeah, the thing the thing about this is, and and I don't know how much, I really don't know how much the organizations have in uh, mm-hmm. in, in in designing these jerseys. It just doesn't feel like they do because I don't. I don't know if anyone on the Phillies with a like it's one of the oldest ball clubs in in the entire league. Yeah. You have like a hundred plus years to pull from. You know, you have things like, you know, cheesesteaks and William Penn and the city skyline and Love Park and stuff. Like you have Reading Terminal Market, um, you know, so much stuff to pull from that like you come up with like the city's the city's flag, like the color scheme on the city's flag. And if you've seen the city's flag, I don't even think the yellow is the right yellow. Like it's yeah. a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a lighter yellow. It's weird. I mean, w- that, sorry, uh, that's all right. Craig just pulled up a, a tweet. Just do Kelly Green jersey, and everyone will be happy. I actually agree with that. I think Kelly Green would have killed. Yeah, I mean, you know that that'd be the color that everyone would want to see. I mean, Kelly Green is so synonymous with this city right now. You could throw Kelly Green on whatever, and people would buy it. You know, um, what what when did like when did all this like jersey stuff? start happening where teams would make special jerseys and this was brought up earlier are you too young to remember the future jerseys in the mlb um i am but i did see something a couple years ago on twitter about the future jerseys i don't think the phillies had one correct it was only a certain no. number of teams i met the, i remember the mariners having like a really weird one because i remember ken griffey jr uh, was still on the team by then but was that like the first time where they started doing sort of those like experimental Hey, let's wear jerseys that they look like in the future for odd reasons, or because there were no sleeves, right? All they did was they yeah. do a design and, and and take away the sleeves, and they're like, "This is what's going to be like in the future, folks." Yeah, and they were completely different. They were like weird colors and stuff. Like you know, there was not a whole lot futuristic about them, other than they were super ugly. A lot of people were but- on acid in the nineties. A lot of people <laughs> did a lot of nice little hard drugs in the nineties. The nineties were a weird time. Oh, so it was untucked, no yep. sleeves. Yeah, that's a. Uh, just the just future. huge logos, huge numbers. Um, <laughs> I kind of dig the Rockies one. Yeah, I was gonna. Say, I kind of dig the Rockies one there. That's not bad. But I mean, I think they were they probably batted the same amount that Nike is batting with these city connectors. I mean, three for twenty. Yeah, you know, four for four for twenty one. Like you know, like Reese Hoskins in the World Series. Like they're batting. That's what they're batting on these Nike uh, city connectors on on how good they are. Have um, you just, ever? Have you have you personally ever bought a jersey or a shirt that was like a special edition weird type of thing like that? Um, I had a weird thing that I loved high school jerseys. Okay. Um, I had like Tyreek Evans American Christian jerseys, and I think that school was open for like two years. Yeah, it was open. Okay. When he came in and it closed after he was done. I had like. Larry Bird from um, wherever he went to high school. Julius Irvin, yeah. wherever he went to high school. Um, I loved the LeBron, St. Vincent, St. Mary. I had a Will Chamberlain Overbrook jersey. I 
I'm not a big jersey guy, but I really liked doing the high school jerseys. You know, I just, you know, I just don't think you should wear another man's name on your back, right, Cog? Okay, us, all us, right. Us alphas, you know, That's you can't right. be wearing my can't name. Wear another man's <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> my personalized nothing else jersey. Me and Craig see these all the time. These might be the worst jerseys. The half and Those half. Are bad. Yeah, these are bad, but they they get some play down in uh, down in the lots. We we see this. I mean, I saw one with a, a guy with a Cowboys jersey. But are you um are you a jersey guy? Obviously, I feel no. like when like I'm 30 now, so like after 25, 26, like jerseys were really awesome for like no shower happy hour down in Sea Isle when you were like 22, uh, or going to like frat parties and shit. Like jerseys were amazing. Uh, when you get to 30, you know, wearing you know, wearing Allen Iverson throwback jersey kind of gets a little weird. Yeah. Um, I'm a little older than 30. So I've been out of my Jersey days for a while now. I'm much more of like a Jersey guy. If I'm going to get anything, I'll get a Jersey. Mm -hmm. Um, just the team stuff. I don't go for like any of like the, you know, 2017 Super Bowl champ shirts. Like I keep it very, very like Sixers, Phillies, Eagles, very, you know, down the line type jersey or type shirts. Uh, I remember once somebody gave me, I think it was for my birthday or something. They gave me a 2010, it must have been 2010, right? Um, Phillies division champion shirt. Okay. And I was like, I was just like, I- I'm never going to wear this ever. I think I just threw it away. So I, I hate wear a division championship yeah, shirt. I hate, um, my mom got me a an uh, uh, Eagles 2022 NFC East champ. No, it was a conference champions. I'm like, I'm not wearing a second place shirt. Uh, shirt. I'm not wearing a second place shirt. Like I threw, I threw it out. I don't even have it anymore. I, I hear that. Um, I also have yeah. to address. I have to address something that I'm seeing in the chat here from Connor Allen. He said Coggin cleans out coals for the generic shirts. That's true. But I also back in the day, Connor, if you recall. I did love a good Van Heusen button down shirt from Coles. That was my that was my absolute shit. Van Heusen, Arrow, any Coles generic button down shirt. That was me, baby. That was it all through. Uh, Kyle's looking for something here. I uh, you got, I you got a Van Heusen? I used to have a Cotman Ave special. It just said NLC on it, and it actually missed. <laughs> it actually uh, it had all the years we won the NLCS except for two thousand and nine. Uh, which you was were the last one before that. I would bet every dollar I own that you were you at one point had an had an ill shirt. Did oh my god, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, I'll see if we can go on Facebook. And I love the ill penny. I looked so weird in it because I was so tall. Um, <laughs> that those were those were yeah those were bad. Those were great days, but those were also um, b- like bad days. Like the fu- the funny thing is about ill is like the meteoric rise that it did and then the meteoric fall that it did. Yeah. It was very quick. It was maybe for one summer, but I mean, there's people still paying their mortgages from the wildwood boardwalk sold off of, uh, off of ill stuff. Let me see if I can find the picture. 2007, 2008 Northern Liberty's bar scene. You couldn't walk two feet without <laughs> seeing an ill shirt. Not, and they were not, done in all different designs. You know, Flyers yeah. got in, Eagles got in. The original was the was the Phils, but uh, <laughs> but man, I, I could never do it. I, I I just couldn't pull it off. No, thank oh, you. Oh, no one could pull it off. But once again, when you uh, that ill came around when I was a junior or senior in high school, so like I could pull off anything because I was just a delusional idiot, mm-hmm. and that was the beauty of the ill stuff. Like you were kind of just like kind of just laughing at yourself um but not really knowing how much of an idiot you really looked like oh 100 percent. and i say i i, I say i i sound like i had some self-awareness that i couldn't pull off the ill shirt but at the same time and i'm gonna i'll make this admission right now that i was a big back in the day fedora guy at a bar i had a brown fedora <laughs> that i would wear out because i thought it was a good talking point with the ladies before I met my wife. So see, that's what you I, need to do though. You need to get through this kind of, kind of stuff mm-hmm, before mm-hmm. you can like marry any one of the opposite sex. Like you have to go through fedora guy or you yeah. have to go through Fu Manchu guy. Like those Go-ho. are phases in your life that you need. I, I, it, it, it's not even worth being said, but I did not meet my wife 
while I was wearing the fedora. That that How about when you you had this beautiful beard that we're looking at right now? I've had a beard for like 20 years. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I I, uh, I sent I sent uh Craig the my ill picture from my junior year of high school. Let's see if he can uh oh, let's see please. if he can pull it up. But um but yeah, I mean the the was the fedora scene how long did that last? Um I think I probably wore it out for like two or three months. Mm-hmm. If anyone is as old as I am, I wore it to the ministry a lot in Northern Liberties. I wore it to the 700 Club quite a bit. Um, okay. Did people think John you Brendan? were in the mob? I think people thought I was a douchebag, which you have a was Tommy probably gun to your hip. Yeah, it was. It was no. It was more of like it was basically the same hat that like Indiana Jones wore. It was that basically. Was it Indiana Jones inspired? Did Indiana Jones inspire you? I, I'll, I'll tell you, I bought it for a Halloween costume and it rolled its way into my regular rotation. So okay. let's just put it that way. See, that's wild, Cog. That's insane. That would be, <laughs> that would, I'm trying to think what I've been like. That would be like, like, that would be like going as a ghost for Halloween and, and rolling a bedsheet into my everyday life costume. Like, you can't ever go costume party city and be like, hey, oh, Cog, where'd you get that? Men's warehouse? No, hey, I got from Party City. Hats in the Belfry, my friend, on uh, South Street, as I recall. I think our Come producer's on. having a tough time with my. Uh, oh, here we go. Whoa! Oh, Told my you. God! Told you. Look like you're wearing I mean, lipstick. One, that, you're 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 so fucking sunburned in that, yeah. which is hilarious. Two, it looks like you're wearing you, you're either wearing lipstick or you had just been drinking like jungle juice. Uh, probably just some wine coolers, baby. Probably uh, some Mike's hard, you know, raspberry. Oh yeah, this was uh, this was Junior Year Kyle. So wow, he uh, he he was a douchebag. If if you can't tell, Um, Junior Year of high school or college? Junior Year of high school. All right. Wow. I mean, that is that thing is stretched out on your lanky ass frame. My God, dude, I was a lanky dude. I was a I, I grew between. Between uh, junior year and senior year, I grew five inches. Wow. So, like, it was just, it was a weird time for, for your boy's life. You know, it, it, there's, 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 there's no reason why anyone should grow five inches in, in one calendar year. Um, Absolutely not. You look like every, you look like every jockey guy in like an 80s summer camp movie that picks on the nerd at the camp. That's you in that picture. No, I love. Uh, oh God, no, I was, I was a good guy, good guy. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, but like that's the thing. Like you look back on this shit and you're like, oh my God. But like that's what that I was cool. Like that was cool. That's like I don't know, fedora. It was cool. <sighs> the fedora was not cool. I, I can, <laughs> I can firmly admit that that it was just so stupid. It was just like, hey, I don't have to go talk to girls. They'll come to me because I'm wearing this hat. It's a good icebreaker. Yeah. It was like the 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 Draco Noir of Cologne when everyone got on the uh the Noir Cologne. Yeah, um, exactly. The we got Devontae Smith and uh AJ Brown on uh Kay Adams show. Okay. Um she they were asked their one request for new OC, Kellen Moore. And Devontae says, just let us do what we do. I like it. Let them do what they do. That people are I've been seeing so many people putting AJ Brown in, in trade discussions. From and what I, I want to hate it, Cog, but I can see it. Uh, I don't. From just the one, I think it all stemmed from that stupid segment that the WIP afternoon show did yesterday when they yeah, asked if you would trade Brown to, for Sertain. Yeah, but I, I see. I, we saw it even before that. Like after he wasn't talking to the media, which I'm always like, why the fuck do you care what these guys say? To the media? Usually it's just propped up questions and we get nothing. I mean, this year, I mean, it was it was actually, you know, good for us. We we, we were able to talk about it and stuff. But like, you know, you, you go 99 percent of press conferences and you're just like, well, that was a waste of 20, 30, 40 minutes that I'm never going to get back. The thing yeah. with like A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith and the only reason why I can see it is are you going to be able to pay two wide receivers 20 million plus like and with Jalen's contract like this defense stinks. Thanks, man. And this Sorry. defense is going to take a couple years to get back, I think, even with Fangio coming in. Um, I do think, you know, they have to rebuild the linebackers core. They might have to rebuild half of the secondary. Um, the cornerbacks, who knows what's going to happen there. And then defensive line, you know, there's reports that Fletcher Cox is 
is retiring. BG's probably on his way out. So now you're dealt with, you know, Jalen Carter is going to win the defensive uh, rookie of the year, which is awesome. You still, Jordan Davis is up in the air. Do they move Hassan Reddick like that? They're going to have to extend him to kind of, um, to kind of do the Howie special where they plant, you know, those, uh, those kicker years in the back. And then yeah. Josh Sweat kind of, you know, was, was, uh, he would, he would, uh, evaporate and be invisible sometimes. I just, I don't know. Um, I, I could see it. I don't want it. I mean, me and you are old enough to remember, you know, James Thrash and Todd Pinkston before Tyrell Owens came here, and nobody wants that. No, I, I just, I, 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 what are you going to trade? I mean, you, you, you're trading him. You're not going to trade him for a player. You're going to trade him for picks. Howie is not a one for one type player guy. Um, so you're trading him for picks. And then do you, do you trust Howie to use any of those picks to replace, to get a, a good wide receiver? Like, are we back on bad draft Howie or did we never uh, leave? I, I mean, in terms of, I, I'm not back on bad draft Howie, but in terms of drafting good wide receivers, maybe, I mean, he drafted Devonte Smith. Awesome. That was kind of a no brainer. Just a, a, a an easy gotta make home the pick, run. Though. Say what? Still got to make the pick. Still got to trade did. up. I agree. But then, you know, you know, the list of all the other wide receivers that he thought were, were going to pan out that didn't like, where are you gonna where are you gonna make up that in in an offensive league, where are you gonna make up that production that AJ Brown gives you? I mean, he's hurts his safety valve pretty much. Would you and take the Super Bowl they won out of it? Would you be okay if the Eagles just went all in like the Rams did? And just started trading like their first round picks and stuff? Yeah. Don't have a first rounder till like 2027. Yeah. I don't know if they're as close now as the Rams were back then when they started making all those trades. Really? Like they, they traded for a quarterback and then they traded, um, who else did they, Oh, they traded for, uh, well, they went to the Super Bowl with golf. Yeah. They traded golf. Yeah. They also had one of the greatest defensive players of all time, uh, at defensive tackle, um, Aaron Donald. Yep. They traded for Ramsey, right? And he that was traded for Ramsey. They traded for a couple wide receivers, I want to say, but like Odell Beckham Jr. was one of them. Yeah. I don't think they're as far off from the Rams as you think they are. I just I don't know if they're like with Jalen Carter turning into what he was this year. I don't know if this offense is so talented. They are so talented. I I are you assuming that they're going to resign? Uh, Swift in no, this but scenario, I, but I but how he hits at the running back position a lot, so I'm okay with that. They'll they'll fi- they'll figure something else out. I mean, running backs are a dime a dozen in this league. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's uh, man, I don't know. Uh, it, it's such a risk if it doesn't work oh, out. Who 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 are they going to trade for though? In, in this mythical scenario, like who are they going to get that's going to that's really going to push them over into? you know, being a favorite or one of the couple favorites for the Super Bowl. They need so much right now. They need a lot on defense. Uh, they, need, they need they need a lot on defense. They need a lot on defense. I don't I think the offense is already spoken for. I think the offense is gonna be is going to be great next year. I think Kellen Moore will probably get these guys averaging anywhere from 27 to 35 points a game. And I think I then think he'll be right. that'll be gone. <laughs> um, I mean there is a question mark of interior offensive line, especially if Kelsey doesn't come back. You know, is Jurgen Jurgens didn't play great this last year. He really didn't. Dickerson was good. Milata was good. Johnson was good. You're losing, potentially losing Kelsey. You're going to have to switch Jurgens over to center. And then, you know, who's who's going to be your other guard? I guess uh, who was the backup that played a couple? Tyler Steen. Steen, yeah. Is, is that going to be as good as it was last year? Uh, you know, I believe in Jeff Stalin. Okay, I agree. I, I mean, the guys, to, the guys put his, the guy's resume is, is, is the best offensive line resume in the entire NFL. The thing I just want to talk about is like, Ooh, we just saw how he do this. When he hits on linebackers, he hits. Yeah. Or the problem is he's got a hit. Yeah. Yeah. Edwards, looking back on it, probably should have re-signed him. Obviously that was a draft pick, but he hit on Kaiser white. He did. And yeah. I forget who the uh, I guess Hassan Reddick was kind of a uh, uh, a free safety kind of linebacker and stuff, but like 
if he hits again on on linebackers, and Fangio's apparently really good at scouting linebackers, their 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 uh, their their coverage linebackers in his scheme and stuff. I don't know. Uh, maybe I'm delusional, but I'm not as I'm not as down on the on the on the Eagles as I think a lot of people are. The most the, the one thing that I'm scared about is like if Kellen Moore comes out and they look amazing, how do you He's let gone. that guy walk? Yeah. And yeah, when he go let and continue to fill these positions like that makes zero sense. I mean, if you look at like the guys who um, Ben Johnson's going to be there next year, Bobby Slowick's going to be there next year. Belichick, if you want to go defensive side of the ball, is going to be there next year. Yeah. Uh, Rabel's going to be there next year if he doesn't get the Seahawks job. Like there are so many good coaching talents out there on both sides of the ball. And then Kellen Moore could be added to that list. And you're wondering like, shit. Sirianni goes 14 and three, 13 and four. How can you fire him? But then you go, hey, remember 2022, 2023? That sucked. I don't want to yeah. go through that again. Yeah. I mean, look, I, the, the Eagle, it, it's such a weird thing with the Eagles right now because, yeah, they, they made the playoffs, they won 11 games, but just with the way they ended the season, it clouds any type of opinion you have on them mm -hmm. whatsoever moving forward. Like, if you don't they started 10 and one, they got murdered by Baker Mayfield. It's like everyone has a counterpoint to the point. Yeah, it's just I I I am high on Kellen Moore. I like Kellen Moore. I, I think he's going to be better than what we had. Um, you know, certainly I think he'll be better at calling a game than what we had. And all year I'd been saying that I think the big difference between this year and last year was you had two experienced coordinators last year, and especially on offense, where they could say Steichen could stand up to Sirianni at points and be like yeah. Not a good idea to be throwing deep here, you know, against the commanders, say, when all they need and is then a again, we don't know how many times Jalen audibled out of those because they were just shitty play calling. We don't know. Like, this is the thing. We don't know what's going on in that locker room or during that during that game. Go ahead. Sam. I agree. But I think Kellen Moore will have he's got enough cachet and he has enough experience in the league that he can be like, yeah, like, let's start. We can institute some of the stuff that Sirianni wants to do. But in certain certain situations, he won't get steamrolled by Sirianni to either go for the knockout blow when a first down is only necessary or whatever. Like, I, I, I'm high on that um, in terms of, you know, what's going to happen next year. I, I do think that they are going to be, you know, I, I, I like them as a playoff team again. I think they'll be in the hunt for the NFC East, you know, as per usual. But it's it's just so hard. It's so hard to see where they ended up and then to see like the 49ers and the Chiefs now. And they're just they're just on a completely different plane than what the Eagles ended up as. Yeah. Yeah. It's two teams to, like they beat them and then they their seasons both just went opposite way. Same thing. Yeah. With the Bills. The one thing that I need Sirianni to do, and it's kind of like uh the water boy where uh the coach steals uh Fonzie's playbook. Um <laughs> like if 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 Kellen Moore is like insane this year, mm -hmm. you gotta be able to like soak that up like a sponge, like all his offensive tendencies and everything. Like the fact that like Sirianni had no idea what to do offensively after one of the best play callers the city has ever seen was was next to you the entire thing. Like we obviously know he wasn't in the defensive meetings. He he did yeah. that at the at the, uh, at the press conference. Like what was he doing during the offensive meetings that like he couldn't like do they not have the plays on a flash drive? Do they delete all those? Like well, I don't know how you can't take Shane Steichen's stuff and 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 try to run it and maybe add some wrinkles to it or maybe that's what they tried to do and they were just maybe it's all play calling and situational stuff. Um, right. He was like he, me playing Madden when I was 15 years old and it'd just be like hot routes, hot routes, hot routes. Everyone would go deep, deep slants. Never run the ball. I mean, that's just like he has that sort of mentality where it's all or nothing when you have to be certainly situationally, you have to be a hell of a lot better than they were this yeah. last season. I mean, how many times did we get so pissed off where it'd be like third and two and you just see, you know, Hertz lob up one of those like 25 yard lollipop throws down the side of the field. In, in basically in seats. Brown's direction. Yeah. I mean, that was the whole thing. It was just, yeah. and I wonder, how much the, I wonder how much the brotherly shove had to do with that. I think they, I think a lot of creativity got taken away because of the brotherly shove and them yeah. having that in the back, in the back uh, pocket for a break in case of emergency. It definitely helped happened in the, uh, in the red zone. We're getting, we got to get to, uh, 
to Lauren from Philly, mm. but I do want to I want to leave you with this. Ben Simmons appeared to tweak his knee in his first game back against the Jazz. He's now questionable for tonight's game against the Suns. Are you surprised there, Cog? No, and I, I'm very much in the minority where I, I feel I feel more bad for him. Now. Really? And in, I don't yeah. feel I'm not like I'm not like a fuck him type of guy anymore. I just think I it it, it worked out so well for Philadelphia in mm-hmm. in that they were able to get rid of him for Harden and whatever, and then you could argue that Harden turned into whatever you know the the, the role players they mm-hmm. got this year. I just it's more pity than anything right now. I I, I just like. It's hard to see him. It's hard to see what he was. Uh, wow, we're getting a lot of we want Lauren uh, chants there. Or, or, or <laughs> is is that the Lauren? We want Lauren. Uh oh, they found the chat. No, that's Uh-oh. not the Lauren. No. Okay, I'm not. We did, a we did link it back. We did link it back at 12:45. Bachelor Nation might have found the uh, gotcha. that, found the thing. Ladies, we will get to Lauren in about a minute. We just want to right. finish our Ben Simmons point, please. Yeah, and I would like to announce that I will. I'm going to be on The Bachelor next year. So that that's the big announcement. Yeah. I'm divorcing my wife, and I'm going to be on the next season of the show. That's good so TV. Any, yeah, any Delco girl that wants to come out, let's go next season. Here we go. <laughs> no, it's just pity. It's pity. And I won't, you know, I, I, I feel bad that just he is such a shell of what he was. Um, I can't, you can't take anything, like, you can't take anything he does seriously. I just don't, I just don't get it. Like. I just if, if he's like if he started talking shit about the Sixers or Philly or whatever, just be like you're a shell of what you were. You're he's nothing coming back anymore. Saturday and no one knows. Yeah, it's just like you know he's going to get hurt. Like his he's got a terrible back. Sorry, sorry, dude. Like you asked your way out. You you were a baby about it. Like now it's just more pity than anything. I can't muster up the anger for him as I want to. I, I love I love it. I'll muster up the anger for him and for Carson Wentz. And look at look at it. It turned out better for both of us. And it will with Cutter Gautier too. Um Cog, sure. I appreciate you coming on. I don't want the ladies to uh to 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 leave. Um sure. you know, we're trying to tap into a whole different uh demographic here. So That's right. we're gonna go play Lauren and I appreciate it. I wish you brought the fedora. But I'm glad you didn't bring the fedora because I'll, next time I come on, I'll see if I can find it. I probably still have it. I mi- I might have donated it, but I probably still have it. I love. There it could be like a there could be a homeless gentleman walking around with my fedora on somewhere in the city. Keep with an eye ladies out. on each arm. I love it. That's right. Kyle, I appreciate it, brother. <laughs> Later, Kyle. Have a good one, guys. See you, man. Hey, Craig. If you want to uh, fire up the the Lauren interview, this was pre recorded, um, but it was awesome. Lauren from Philly, The Bachelor. She, uh, if you, if you, if you know, um, she came out of the limo with one of the most iconic performances of all time with, uh, the shotgun. So Craig, let's fire that bad boy up. Let's give the people what they want. Lauren Hollinger's all right. We have Lauren. Well, we started calling you Lauren from Philly. Is that yeah. okay? Lauren Hollinger is the real name, but Lauren from Philly, we really think set the tone. Yeah, that works. The comedian calls me that too, so I'll take it. Okay, yeah, yeah, he's great. He's he's, he's really, hilarious. Yeah, he's really propped up the Philadelphia stereotype. I guess he's yes. from around here because he knows every single different Philly stereotype, but he's good, so yeah. I, I enjoy him. Except for he said sub instead of hoagie. That's true. But he That's a fireable offense. He corrected himself on the second one. Good, 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 good. Well, Lauren from Philly, you know her from The Bachelor. Fortunately, her time with us was cut short, two weeks. I don't think anyone saw that coming. I certainly saw, didn't see it coming. You came in like a blaze of fire. But sometimes stars burn out, right? Yes, exactly. It was definitely my time to go, I think. Okay. I was, kind of, I was kind of just losing it already. Like, I didn't watch the show before I was on it. So I wasn't, I don't think, as mentally prepared as a lot of people are. Like, people do more of their research than I think I did. So it was just the the environment, all that, like waiting to talk to him. It just got to me that I was like, I just can't do this. Well, one thing I learned and I'm, I'm, I'm I'm like, I watched because of you and your sister. And I knew there was another Philly girl and like, we're a Philly sports blog. So like, that's why I kind of like piqued my interest. And then when you came out with the shotgun, I was like, okay, I'm tuning in. Will I continue? Who knows? Um, What I, but I found out that like the first night, you guys are up the entire night. Like, it's so funny when you look at it, you come out of the limo at the nighttime, and then by the time they kick the first half of girls off, it's like morning. Out. 
Yes, literally it's daytime. It's like some people don't even pick up on that. That's something that I didn't notice watching the show either. Like I did watch a couple episodes, but in the moment you're like, wow, this is a mm-hmm. lot. This is a very mm-hmm. long rose ceremony. Yeah. They would never think that the bachelor, like it's a, it's not even just a test of love. It's a test of like mental strength and will too. Yes, exactly. And definitely test of mine. Definitely have a lot of haters out there. <laughs> I found like TikToks that are just like roasts of me. Oh. But so you, you gotta, know, you gotta stay off. You gotta stay off the internet. Sometimes, I know right? it's so hard. It's like, cause they're so, I'm getting tagged in all of them too, mm-hmm. but it's like, you know what? They still, they keep me relevant. So like, I'll take the haters. So I, I get love and hate. So they don't boo nobody's yeah exactly yeah all right so let's back it up how'd you um how'd you come up with your entrance um so they they don't ask you until you get there but they're like take some time like in the next month or so to figure out what you want to do and i was like i do not have any like well i do have talents like i like can do like handstand stuff like i'm like i'm not gonna come out of limo walking on my hands um so i was at an eagle's tailgate actually the day before i left um was the smooth tailgate and mm-hmm. I shotgun a beer and I was like, this is it. Cause everyone was like, so impressed. They're like, wow. I'm like, this is what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. Although, but obviously some people hated it, but some people loved it, but it's, it's funny. Like I wasn't taking it like super seriously. I was like, I wanted something that maybe stand out. And Joey mm-hmm. it ended up being his favorite one. It was iconic. It was exactly yeah. like, if you're, if you're like me and you're trying to draw people into the show and stuff, like I want the girl chugging when she first like people in Philadelphia, that's how a lot of them spend their first dates. And people don't understand that. Like, yeah. like Eagle tailgates, bars, like you guys literally could have like you could have went to McGillan's and had the same interaction with Joey that you had on ABC and, and for millions of people. Yeah, yeah, and he's from here. So like he gets it, but there's so many people that are like, Don't take her home to mom. Oh my god, this girl did not do this. I'm like, all right, whatever. You don't yeah, get it. Everyone, people that get it, get it. Everyone clutching their pearls in the uh, in the Midwest like that. So yeah. I think people want to know is where do you tailgate? So like next season, like the Eagles are coming up. I feel like you're people are going to see you. Like you got to realize this. People are going to see you down at the tailgates, and you're going to be like, "Well, I and know she better. I know she can chug. So I'm going to either make her chug or I want to face her." Like that's just that's just the kind of animal you've created. Now. I know. I'm also a little nervous now that everyone wants to challenge me. I've had so many people reach out trying to challenge me. I'm like, I need to practice a little more and get better. Um, but usually I'm at like Smooth Tailgate. He's the one that reached out for me to talk to you. Um, yeah. and like Xfinity. Everyone's always at Xfinity. All right. So DJ Smooth next year, you can uh, right by Xfinity, you can uh, you can challenge Lauren. Yes, please come. Challenge. Um, there were allegations that the beer was empty. I know. I saw that. I almost posted a video because he had to open it with a key. It was, a, and then someone was like, is that a Coke? I'm like, I would rather chug a beer than a Coke. So I don't even know if that's considered cheating. Um, but no, it was completely full. I also thought I was a little slow because I was nervous. So I think I could have gone faster. So it's wow. like, it looked empty. Yeah, I definitely could have done better. What was the beer? Because obviously they cut off the, uh, the. It was PBR, which I didn't want it to be, but I was like, all right. Oh. It was, it was easier to chug. It was not that bad. But so the producer, did the producers give you PBR? Or were you holding like yeah, a lukewarm PBR for three hours? Um, it was the only one they could find, I guess, like in the hotel room, they're like, I guess we'll go try to look for beer. Cause they're like, we don't really have any right now. And then they came back, oh, this is all we got. And I'm like, okay, it's probably like yeah. one of the ones the producers is drinking. <laughs> like like, all right, I'll take it, it. It goes down easy. So yes. fast forward, you get your rose first time, last person, last. which was, that was a diabolical move by the producers to keep I you know. I was like, really? Like, I was getting so anxious. I was like, I think I'm about to be the one to go home. And then Alice mm-hmm. was like, I'll go with you. I'm like, no, don't, just don't even talk mm-hmm. to me right now. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, sorry. And then the second episode, did you did you like your edit? I always get, I always wonder this. Did you like your edit? Yes, because it it could have been worse. I feel um, mm-hmm. like not not trying to say I did anything worse, but like this is like days and days of filming in a two hour episode. So I'm like, I think they picked and choose a good amount. And like, obviously they showed at the wedding, like what was going on at the wedding. So I'm happy about that. And it didn't just look like I freaked out for no reason, or there was like another reason for the freak out. So like, I'm okay with it. Like it could have been a little better. I, but personally I could have handled it better. So I think it was a me thing. Wow. Like I definitely could have done it. Like I, I didn't expect you to come on here and like, take accountability for yourself. I feel like you wouldn't find a lot of that in bachelor nation. I actually do. I think people would appreciate that because, you know, I loved you in the first episode and it was, it was a tough watch. 
I mean, obviously the first half, I, I totally, I totally get you on the first half, you know, why you, you felt the way you felt. But then this, by the second half, I'm like, you know, me just being a fan of the show being like, yo, just wait your turn. And, 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 and just well, I wanted to go for I had such a bad date the other day, and half those people had already talked to him. They talked to him mm-hmm. at the wedding, they talked to him at the cocktail party after, and they'd already talked to them that night. I'm like, he's gonna forget about me. And I was like, I just want to go now. And it was just building up and it gets later. And like you said, you don't realize how long the nights are. So that time frame, like it took me, I was just like, I'm gonna lose it. Like now I'm drinking, now I'm even more mad. Like <laughs> I just I couldn't handle it. I like it. But you also were like the typical Philly girl that like when your night's over, everyone's night's over or when your mood kind of sucks, everyone else is going to feel your mood, which is like, again, something I could definitely relate to, which I don't think people from, you know, Bachelor Nation around the country might be able to. I think you'd be I think you'd be great for just a regional bachelorette. Yeah, thank you. Strictly from from Maine to Florida. Because you have your your snowbirds from the Northeast who go down there. You obviously have your Northeast mm-hmm. people who get you and everything. From Chicago to Maine to down to Florida, I think you would crush a very regional, regional uh, bachelorette. Um, what was the flavor of the cake? Vanilla. It was supposed to be red velvet. That's like my one thing. I wanted red velvet. And I heard him. I knew his favorite was red velvet. So that was like the main thing. It wasn't for me. His favorite cake is a red velvet cake. So it was more to prove to him that, like, I could hear, I hear you. Like, I know what you like. like yeah. And then it just, it was vanilla. Were you surprised he, and maybe he did behind the scenes, but were you surprised he didn't really, like, Stop try me. and get you to stay? No, no, I'm, I don't think I, he's so calm. Like, he's so sweet. Like, great guy. Okay. But he... Him and me were so different. So, like, it makes sense. He's like, Lauren's not for me. Like, and I get it. So, it's like, I'm okay with that. But he's really nice. Like, he obviously, like, talked me down for There's, like, obviously more that, like, than they showed. Um, but I think he knew. Because we all talked about, like, how it's not the environment for me. Like, I was like, this isn't. Like, I don't know how your experience went. But, like, for me, I'm not used to competing for things. Like, and that's also, like, rude for me to say. Like, everyone's like, this girl's used to getting what she wants. She just wants her attention. But it's just, like, I don't know. It just... And my sister's there. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to take myself out of this equation. Like, not for me. She also is more like Joey. She's calmer, more, like, reserved. And, like, I feel like I'm, like, fire. Couldn't. But you made great TV. And oh, at the you. end of the day, that's what it's all about, is making great TV. Like, yeah, like, the, the way you made me like you in the first and then kind of be like, yo, what's going on <laughs> in the second? Like, like, that's, I didn't want to say that. But it's you're okay. Right. No, it's okay. Um, I have a lot of those. It it was good TV in the end. It's like watching like your favorite your actors and actresses. Like when you hate a person in a movie, they're like, "Wow, what a great acting job that was." Did you um? Do you feel it. like you did? Did you feel like you played a part, or do you feel like you were yourself, or do you feel like don't judge me off of two episodes of The Bachelor, please? Like yes and no. Like that's me. Like I am who I am. Mm-hmm. That's just my personality. But also, like, I went on here to find love and find a man, but I do. It looks like I played a part because I just have such a big personality that I just feel like so many big things happen that they needed to put them in there. Mm -hmm. Um, So I feel like I do look worse than I could. Um, But at the end of the day, I wasn't there to play a part. I was there to find a husband, and that did not work out for me. Okay. Hopefully my my dream man comes to me after seeing that. There's somebody there out there that resonates with that. Where where do you hang out around the city? Maybe maybe your dream man's listening to this right now. I hope so. Um, usually just center city somewhere. Like my friends always go to vinyl, barstool. Usually barstool. Barstool. I don't vinyl. know if I'm my husband at barstool. Yeah, I mean you never know. I mean, uh, people find people. I mean, McGillen says that it's like they, the most people have ever fallen in love. In, in really, in, uh, I need to go in, there more. Yeah, go to the second floor, They're play good. a couple things on the uh, on the touch tunes and. Uh, and go, and if it sucks, you can go right down to Barstool, or you go yep. over to Vinyl, or you go over to uh, anywhere you else. So, you are a nurse, correct? Yes, aesthetic nurse. I do like IVs and like Botox, oh, shit. stuff like that. Yeah, oh, I get no. a lot of hate on all my filler too. The amount of people oh. are like, "Tone it back, Laura," and I'm like, "No, no one asked you this in my face." Yeah, I like that. Good, good for you. I like this. You, you own, you own this shit. Um, <laughs> So like you're a nurse, you're on the bachelor, you're in front of millions of people, like your your life is totally kind of done a complete 180 and you're only on the show for for two episodes. Like where 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 do you where do you go from here? I have no idea. 
Like literally everyone keeps asking me that. They're like, where do you go from here? I'm like, I don't know. I hope that my husband's out there watching and he comes to me. And that was my main point of going on this show is that I've been single forever. And hopefully that changes eventually. There's also like a follow-up show that like people potentially get the chance to go on. So I think you'd be great on it. <laughs> Thank you. I think Bachelor, you're talking about Bachelor in Paradise? Yeah. Yeah. I'm getting a lot of DMs about that too. They're like, please, please go on. I'm like, oh, thank you. At least some people like me. They do. They you uh, once again, you make great television, and that's and that's at the end of the day all that matters. Yeah, you want to fall in love, don't get me wrong, but great television is why people keep coming back, and the show's been on for 29 plus years. Yeah, literally so long. Okay. I think 40. No, not 40. Oh, you're right, 20, because there's 20 girls, 20 boys season, and there's one in each year. Never mind. Okay. Okay. Has um has has life changed a little bit? more recognized when you can you can you walk down to wawa or can you walk out your your apartment and um people recognize me like I, we've been recognized a few times but more people are like quiet about it like you'll see people like pointing and like i'll jump reddit and someone's like that girl's in my building i see her all the time i'm like you can come say hi mm-hmm. but like it's not anything big like i'm like a celebrity like I was okay. not- we're not going big glasses big hat no, and everything no, okay. no. but we were noticed a few times like out at dinner and stuff yeah you like it yeah i don't mind it Different. Um, but usually I like my own privacy and stuff. So it's like, I just want you my dinner. I don't even know how to talk to like fans. Like, like, I'm love you. I'm like, thanks. Yeah. yeah. It's a, it's a weird thing. Like, you know, when people say like, I love what you do and you're like, Oh, okay. thank you. Okay. Cool. It. Thanks. Yeah. I was just myself <laughs> on TV for, for two episodes. Yeah, literally. Who, um, well, obviously your sister's still on right now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. take her away. Who do you think is the favorite right now? Maria. That's like our best friend on the show. She's favorite. She's she cool. just is. She's like she is who she is too. Like she is not gonna give you bullshit. She's gonna tell it like it is. I don't know if you remember her from it. She's I do. No, no. How can you forget the dress change? Right. Exactly. I thought that was iconic. But also, That's I'm great. like she had to change. Um. But I loved it. I thought it was great. I told her <laughs> that that was the best idea. Like it's like she does stuff that like she doesn't care what anyone thinks. And okay. I love that about her. I think that's why we bothered so much. All right. If if she doesn't make it though, I think oh, be huh and daisy and daisy okay yeah everyone she's, loves daisy she's a minnesota girl um i don't know she has the yeah yeah yep. got it yeah she's yeah. uh she's she's an easy one to root for yeah um, she is. she's, she's yeah. great okay well hey we wish you the best of luck hope Thank to see you around the city hope you find you know your guy <laughs> um I actually hope I see you. I hope you don't find anyone so you're on Bachelor in Paradise, honestly. <laughs> thank you. I hope you're single for a little longer. So thank you so much for uh, for coming on. We appreciate it. We do have, uh, I know we're a sports blog, but we do have uh, a little subsection of, of Bachelor fans here. It's our that. guilty pleasure. So yeah, awesome. All right. Well, thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Bang. Good luck, Lauren. I hope you find love. Well, no, I don't actually. I once again, I don't. I hope you don't find love because then you'd be on Bachelor in Paradise, and and it's all about making great television. Um, something that we did see. We'll, we'll finish it up with this. Uh, when we were uh, behind the scenes, turns out that uh, according to Sam Amick, I think that's how I'm saying it right. Embiid forced the Eagle, uh, the Sixers, for him to play. And uh, there are people in the organization. Sorry, I'm trying to bring up the tweet right now. But there are people in the organization who think, here's the Sam Emmett quote. You could see it long before he was hurt against the Warriors. Embiid, who missed Philadelphia's game at Portland on Monday night, looked like a player who pushed himself to play against Golden State because the whole basketball world was screaming in his ear. There are people within the Sixers who are convinced that he played only because of all scrutiny. Uh, one thing I would say is that's stupid on Embiid's part. If he gives a shit, once again, what jokish lover 69 says on Twitter, um, you can't come out and say you don't care and then just, uh, tail between your legs and, and go and play. Uh, second, uh, with this whole people within the Sixers organization believe Joel Embiid forced himself to play through injuries. And they're reporting this to, to Sam Amick, who's one of the, uh, insiders and best insiders in the NBA. I got a hot take. I think this is the, uh, I think this is the start of a souring relationship between the Sixers and, and Joel Embiid, um, which sucks because we finally have assets. You know, Daryl can finally do something. Um, but yeah, I uh, I wouldn't be surprised if this is the start of, of something we don't want to see and uh, this could escalate into some bullshit um, that leaves with either 
him getting traded in the offseason or him requesting out. Because um, I know that's something everyone's always been uh, afraid of. But uh, but for people to go to to an insider and and blatantly say that they think the this they think Joel Embiid forced himself to play like get a hold of your get a hold of your organization get a hold of your locker room like we defend these people all this all the time and it's just same old Sixers it's like the Lions same old Lions they lost when it when it mattered most I don't know this sucks this sucks Ford I thought you left you're back. I knew you're back. You can't quit me. You can't quit the show. But anyway, um, yeah, that's just uh, just some news I thought I'd report. I hate it. It sucks. Who knows what's going to happen? We'll probably get an MRI today, and uh, we'll go from there. Sorry to uh, to end the show on a on a light note once again. You know, thanks for uh, Lauren from Philly coming on. I loved the Bachelor talk. Um, I don't know if I'll continue with the show after uh, some one of the most entertaining people have left, but. I uh, look forward to uh, potentially seeing Bachelor in Paradise. Um, So, yeah, so thanks to Lauren. Thanks to Cog. Thank you to you, the listener. We will see you on Monday. Um, Good luck. Have a good weekend. Enjoy the Pro Bowl as much as you can enjoy the Pro Bowl. Hopefully we get some good Jason Kelsey clips and uh, some good Eagles clips. And uh, talk to you on Monday.